Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every NARS? Every scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Uh, tonight we have a very special guest uh, so, brought by Brent. So, Brent, I'll toss this over to you if you want to introduce your guest and, and kick us off here. Yeah, th this is my buddy David. He's, uh, he's a co worker of mine, a fellow teacher of the English arts and social studies, I think. Yeah, yeah. More yeah, leaning more towards that, but uh hmm. yeah. dabble in the English. Dabble. Dabble. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And you've also dabbled in some stand up comedy in the past too, is that right? Oh that that was my life, man. That was my life. Yeah. Before before I go any further, thank you for uh for inviting me on man. This is, I'm really excited, really pumped. Uh so yeah. thank you both. But yeah, 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 that was that was my life, man. Stand up was Nice. So I certainly never thought I'd be a be a teacher, but uh, here we are. Were you were you <laughs> performing at some of the places around Indy, like Crackers? Was that your kind of, or were you somewhere no, else? No, no, I was. Uh, I'm originally from Georgia and uh, moved to New York City to do comedy. That's why. So uh, I, I was in New York City. Oh, um, nice. I did a couple. I, when I'd go home back to Atlanta, I'd do a couple spots there, but nothing. Um, yeah, uh, very amateur. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I'm seeing some of my contemporaries now. They're doing very big things and i'm like good 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 on you because you know a lot of those guys deserve it um yeah keep the bitterness in check for sure but, <laughs> right <laughs> but right. uh yeah man that was uh, that was my 20s man. well man, do you awesome. do you have any interesting stories like what's the what's like kind of the biggest show you 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 did or what's uh do you have any interesting or like crowd stories um, just like do you you know fight a guy I mean, that was an asshole heckler no, I didn't. There was there was one good heckler uh, comeback I, I I had on a heckler that I always that I always remember. It was very short, and brief, but it, it was he was in the back. He was probably drinking, and he kept kind of kind of interrupting here and there. And I just started laughing, just fake laughing. I kind of stopped. I was like, I was like, what? And he said something. I was just like, ha! I was like. That's that's funny, man. That's funny. You should be up here. You should, but you're not. So, <laughs> and then and then the crowd liked it. But yeah, there. I mean, I could. Uh, we could make this podcast about my comedy experiences, but that's not what this. I could talk for hours about. Oh my god, that's like my. 
yeah, you'll, you'll be regretting that you even opened up the, uh, <laughs> that can of worms. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, that was my life, man. And plus, comedy is such an awesome art form, and there's so much to it. And, and uh, but yeah, I mean, just just performing on the state, you know, the big stages in, in New York City. Um, it was cool. Did y'all see the um, Seinfeld? documentary comedian did y'all happen to see that i did not see that no oh, you don't gotta see that. i know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> but but it was filmed at gotham comedy club one of the original location in like 26th century anyways in the city and i moved to the city around the time that that documentary came out and then i ended up performing there and it was really surreal like man i'm actually performing and that kind of that's happened with a lot of the stage so anyways um yeah i mean again i, I got a lot of stories so i'll save that okay. for a, <laughs> have you uh, let me let me Corey? have you um done stand-up or any dabbled in any stage comedy or anything like that or stage combat or <laughs> we did um <laughs> i dabbled in stand-up uh in when i was much younger i've always been more uh improv though like i did improv comedy uh-huh. from the time i was 15 and then so i was at uh comedy sports indianapolis for about seven years and then gotcha. Um, there's a group in Indianapolis still doing stuff called Defiance Comedy, um, but it's more like theaters, like they put on plays and like you know shows like that. Um, but they're still doing stuff. Right. And then I moved up here to Chicago primarily to uh, study and do stuff. Like I went through Second City's program, I went through IO's program. Nice. And oh, you're in Chicago right now. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just north of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 So and then that that was all going fairly well uh, until the the pandemic hit and then i've i've uh been a shut-in hermit for the last couple of years so nice yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that was an industry that took a big hit for sure Mm-hmm. big time yeah i took a class at second city because i lived in chicago for a couple of years and uh a class it was a storytelling class yeah, okay it was pretty nice yeah they've got they've got lots of different like they've got uh, obviously got the improv classes but they one thing I noticed at Second City versus other, like they really uh, kind of position themselves as a pipeline to Saturday Night Live. Like their whole thing is taking improv comedy to create material, to generate like written sketches and to like create a product, right? Something you can, uh, whereas, so like improv isn't necessary. It's more of a tool there rather than yeah. the end goal. Whereas at places yeah, like yeah. IO or, or other theaters, like the, the improv itself is, is the end result like that is what is performed that is the art form you know yeah Um, i wonder if you could say the same about ucb in in new york because yeah upright upright citizens brigade yeah and i think they've got their own yeah they've got they've got i think i because i i haven't taken classes there but i have friends who have and i think they've even got a pretty unique uh angle on the whole thing but yeah i think amy Fuller came out of there Mm -hmm. well she she's the founder and uh i forget their name so they had their show on Comedy Central, yeah. Prices Brigade, their theater. But I took it. That was the very first when I moved to New York in 2003. The very first thing I ever did with comedy was taking took an improv class. At okay. Used to be, and I sucked. I sucked, and God, I was so green because like I was <laughs> I was 20 and I was coming from Georgia and I didn't know shit about like wasn't cultured at all really except for like Leonard Skinner and NASCAR and, <laughs> and, uh, and you know com- comedy here and there. Right. But. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when a guy in class, like he said hummus, he, had, he was, you know, going through the, whatever the skit we were, they were working on. And he was like, yeah, he was ordering, we were, we were supposed to order some food or something. And he was like, yeah, I'll have some hummus. And I remember sitting there going, what the fuck is hummus? <laughs> and I was like, 
and now I make my own hummus. Right. You know, now, <laughs> you know. But at right. the time, I was like, yeah, what? What the fuck hummus is that? Is this, this language <laughs> is this? Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... But that's yeah, and then they've got and and while I was there at the Second City, they like opened the the Harold Ramis Film School. So now they've got like a whole uh, film program, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing they got all kinds of stuff going on there. Favorite Ghostbuster. <laughs> Did you? I haven't seen it. Did, have you seen the new one, Afterlife? I have. I, I have, I and I didn't even. I haven't even seen the the 2016 version either okay. I, I was a diehard ghostbusters fan too back in the day yeah, yeah i think those movies I, yeah that one i'm, I'm hopeful for this new one i think i know the 2016 version gets a lot of shit but i enjoyed it i mean i thought it was i thought it was was funny yeah. i thought it was fine you know i need to see it i'm yeah. <laughs> sacrilegious i haven't seen it and then see the new one as well yeah yeah definitely looking forward well my kids my daughters and i like we watched the whole stranger things show together and so yeah. one of those kids is in it uh finn wolfhard or whatever that's right so yeah. they're 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 that's like right. they're yeah. like oh you know that guy's in it so we'll see it eventually because i've seen the trailer because I, I i love watching movie trailers so it's like you know you see all the trailers but mm-hmm. you don't actually see them can, can you buy it on demand yet um, i don't mind going to the movie theater but yeah i think, I think it just came out in theaters like a, a few weeks ago i don't know that it's on demand yet probably soon but because i've noticed yeah. that i think during covid like the window, because it used to be like a movie would come out, and then you'd have to wait like six or eight months to get it on video or right. on demand. But yeah. I, know, I think yeah, that's COVID tightened up. Things. Yeah, change the game. It does look yeah. weird to see like the twenty dollar fee. Yeah, but then you're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess it's also like you got to think of it as the price of a movie ticket. Pretty new. Yeah, that's so true. I, I, yeah, we were gonna watch what that that Pete Davidson movie a while several months ago. I was like, oh, King of Staten Island or something. Okay. I was like, oh man, cool. Like that's oh, I can't wait to. See. And then I went to go watch it. It was like twenty bucks. I was like, what the fuck, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was with that. Yeah, but it makes sense. Like if mm. this was yeah. in the theater, right? Yeah. And that was a pretty good movie too. I, I like that one as well. Yeah, I haven't. I did. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, you didn't see it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's funny. Oh. I haven't seen that. I'm so out of the movies. It's bad. Which is why. So so the last movie you saw was one from 1982? Was that. Actually, I think we saw a feel good. We watched a a nice feel good movie, and I'm already blanking on what it was. But yeah. uh, So. But nonetheless, yeah, that was one of the 1982s. <laughs> and I got to, okay, let me tell you my poltergeist. And I think that my poltergeist story, I've already told Brent this. Um, I saw this movie in first grade and it scared the living shit out of me. It, ru- it ruined me. I okay. was I was messed up. It was one of those, you watch it. And I can't, be- I can't believe my, after watching it again, I was like, I can't believe my mom and dad. They watched it with, I watched it with them. Right. And I couldn't imagine watching this with my kids mm-hmm. who were my daughters about my close to being like watching this movie with my kids. Like I, I, I would, so I, yeah, I just, yeah, for months I was, I would have to, I'd wake up in the middle of the night just freaking out and like, just, yeah. I'd have to go into my, like the, do the whole fake crying thing. So <laughs> mom would come in and just kind of nurture me and right. Yeah. What up? We got the I got the DVD from the library and brought it home. My son was looking at it. And he was like, "I want to watch this." And we were like, "No, nah, probably not." But he goes, "It's PG," and I was like, "That probably stands for Poltergeist." What are you talking? <laughs> and it's a PG movie, right? Well, see, you know what? They yeah. they, they they almost went with an R rating, but they they didn't have PG thirteen back then, so it was either PG 
or R, and somehow they talked the the MPAA into dropping it down to a PG rating. So interesting. Yeah. I think it was like the lack of like gore. Yeah, right. Right. They really... got around that. Yeah. Whenever like they they went through the portals, they would have this goo all over them. Yeah. Which was like reminiscent of like a gory thing, mm-hmm. but it's just like a plasm, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah. Ectoplasm. <laughs> Oh, wait, I guess there is the whole part where the dude rips his own face off. So yeah. never mind. That, Which I had oh. forgotten about that. Forgot yeah. About that for a moment, yeah. Yes. Holy shit. That's an R rated movie, man. Yeah, that, that scene is intense. Yeah. Or at least, that's, I mean, they should, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Are so we, I, now, are we jumping into this? We, we yeah. I think we are. So, let's, yeah. Let's we, do we, it. Yeah, our movie tonight is Poltergeist. Poltergeist, 1982. <laughs> Toby Hooper, director. Produced and written by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Starring Coach. That was a shock. What's that? That was the shocker for me. I had no idea that Spielberg was even affiliated with, with the movie. Oh, really? Really? No, until I saw his, uh, when I went to, yeah, look it up, um, do a little pre-watch research. Huh. I saw his name. Well, see, I think I think a lot of people had the opposite because it, I, it does have that very, like, Spielberg feel like that wholesome uh, kind of Americana. Well, and mm-hmm. and I think he had, his fingerprints are all over it, so much so that there was debate as to like how much control he had, how much control Toby Hooper had as a director. Mm-hmm. And and I think the, the director's guilt, guilt, fucking my wife's Kentucky accent's rubbing off on me. Uh, the director's gu- guild of America launched an investigation to like make sure that Toby Hooper was the director and that, Steven Spielberg didn't like step too far outside of his producer role. Wow. Yeah. Cause I guess the thing was he was contractually obligated. He was doing ET at the time, which came out the same year uh-huh. and he couldn't, right. he wasn't allowed to take on directorial duties of another movie while he was directing ET. So let's see. Oh, okay. But, You're right about his, his, his fingerprints are all over this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, and, and have what was interesting is to see all the Star Wars stuff. Did y'all see all the Star Wars oh, stuff? Oh yeah, all over in the, in the bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was, but I guess his buddy buddies with with, Luke, with George Lucas, so that maybe that and and Star Wars was, was huge at the time. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because so. that's because I, I I forget if Spielberg was very involved with Star Wars, but I know that like Indiana Jones, they like worked on it. So yeah, he and George Lucas like have had a long, good working you know relationship. Yeah, there was yeah. so much Star Wars stuff. Yeah. all over the all over their bedroom it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's a giant bust of darth vader too right uh-huh. yeah. yeah and then the they light, had like a c3po yeah the yeah. light switch yeah yeah, he, yeah steven spielberg always makes the best kid room bedrooms mm-hmm. like i remember like watching et and just thinking and this room is so amazing <laughs> you know like i want all these things i want that room to be mine <laughs> especially when the especially when the closet eats you right yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah, which is weird now that yeah, you mentioned funny. it. Like, yeah, both there's a major scene in this movie and E. T. that like takes place in the closet, right? Where they hide E. T. with all the stuffed animals. Wait a minute. I just remember It's very fitting that David I'm in a I'm in a closet right now. <laughs> this you just made this podcast very wait, terrifying. Wait, David David, were, was your was your Skype video here are you produced by Steven Spielberg? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I am about to rip my face off, actually. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. no, please. Could you imagine if I had prosthetics on my face? <laughs> <Just> start... <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Damn it, I know I should plan more. Oh man. You just like you just like continue the podcast as like a flapping skull. <laughs> 
Um, you know, there, Brent, Brent and I had a long running job. I don't know if it was quite when we were in high school, maybe a little after high school, but we would we had this joke where we would like look at each other and then grab our face, like put our hands in our mouth, like on our top teeth and bottom teeth, and then go like this, like like we were tearing our our face in half, right? And and we we, we would just do that all the time. Uh, but then I saw that in a movie. I forget what movie it was, but there was a horror movie where a girl is like looking in a mirror. And then she grabs her face, and, and I was like, oh, shit, she's doing the thing. <laughs> she's doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing the thing. That's funny. Wait, what, so, oh, so, so you guys know each other from high school? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, way back. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we, uh, we, yeah, when Brent, Brent uh, transferred schools, moved to, he moved to my city, and we were, we started yeah. hanging out after that, so. Yeah, I had that thing that you did in high, uh, with, cultural stuff when in high school like i moved from like a small country town called bedford indiana and then oh, yeah. it's the same hummus story actually <laughs> i went to a friend's house after school and and it was like you know purple stuff sunny d none of that was there and like the commercial was like here's some here's some hummus and pita chips and i was like i don't know what this is <laughs> like it's really good to try it and i was like oh this is amazing it's hummus <laughs> i'd never seen yeah. or heard the word before yeah that's hilarious wow. <laughs> Well, yeah. and, and no, he... I really liked how the movie began mm-hmm. because I forgot that um, that television studios like ended their broadcast by mm-hmm. playing Star Spangled Banner. I was like, oh, it's like a pretty weird flex, like to put that on as like the the opening music. Yeah. And then I was like, oh wait, I think this is is that right? Is it the TV? And then it goes and it shows you the TV beginning to become static. Yeah. Which was also like a huge reminder of how shitty like pixelated television was back then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that yeah. was probably one of the scarier parts of the, for me at least, uh, for the movie was that the t- the TV playing. You know, I mean, it was it's its own character, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, did y'all find the movie really scary? The parts, sure. That's, that's a I good. Mean, I had seen it when I was little, so like I kind of yeah. knew the piece, but yeah. I, I, I didn't know as much context as I remember as like a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, like I told you, freaked me out when I was younger. But my wife, I guess, because we're you know we're mature now, watching it for for many portions of it, we were just kind of like, this is a, I don't know, like yeah. this is not realistic. But so like that's why I highlighted like the t- TV mm-hmm. that moment right. was like I was like, okay, this is this is fucking freaky right here. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the TV situation. Some of the other stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think the doll was kind of the clowns. The clown yeah. doll was yeah. definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and like I it went through the whole movie, and I was like, I thought that this thing was supposed to fucking like jump out at the kid and grab him or something. And then it was like not until the very end, and then it was like the big reveal that like okay, it's like the last yeah. hurrah of the house. Well, and you, and you know that reminded me because we talked about um, the movie Alien recently and and that have you seen that david alien so yeah yeah so that does, a minute but yes yeah so that it does a very similar thing where ripley the main character like she escapes on the space shuttle and she blows up the spaceship oh, yeah. and you think she's escaped you're like okay she defeated this evil the movie's over we're like winding down this is the epilogue and then surprise motherfucker like it comes back and the and the aliens yeah. there and so same thing with the exorcist or not the exorcist fucking poltergeist 
you think they yeah. defeated this evil and then it like rears its head again for a whole other like basically kind of a fourth act of the movie you know which is this is the this is the comedy part of it mm. this lady this lady who is you know supposed to be this badass you know this house is clean it's like <laughs> yeah oh yeah she came in she did her yeah, she t- did tangina. her job tangina what what's her name tangina it's the character's tangina. name so yeah tangina comes in like his house is clean you know and then could you imagine the freaking yelp review you'd have to write for that lady (laughs) right yeah house was not clear tangina she sucks she came over (laughs) she hung out for a little while her and her buddies they did their thing they she told us to our face this house is clean we're like oh great you know we're all good we're gonna move out anyways next thing you know my freaking wife is getting dragged on the fucking ceiling right you know my kids are getting eaten by the club so don't one star if i could give tangina zero stars i would (laughs) yeah i love that big time yeah and i I really like oh go ahead uh well i was just gonna say like that actress like she's so like quirky she's such a unique like she has a unique look to her and a unique feel to her and her character's name is tangina but then her real name like zelda rubenstein like that's not any less that that just compliments (laughs) everything else about her it's like you hear that her real name is zelda rubenstein you're like yeah okay that tracks you know (laughs) and i've heard that she actually studies like paranormal activity yeah it's like it's like her actual job Mm mm-hmm yeah, Spartan. this is like great publicity for her. <laughs> Seriously, when she was in, I think she was in like I don't know how many Poltergeist movies they made. At least three. Well, before yeah, three before the, the younger before the girl died, a, a remake. Yeah, but then but she was in all three of them. Zelda was. Well, hopefully she got better by the. She got one. better at her job. Yeah. But, yeah. At least to right. finish. Surely it she off, was yeah. like, I've seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> this right. house is oh. not yet. Completely clean. <laughs> well, you know, this kind of, this is kind of an odd thing. Brent, you mentioned that this opens with the Star Spangled Banner and the American flag, right? Um, yeah. The next movie we're covering is Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Like, the, so it's the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Like, it was one of his first movies when you know he did Dead Alive, and people are like, "Oh, who's this fucking guy?" And then he went on to do Lord of the Rings. Um, but I started watching it the other night because we're, we're recording an episode about it on Monday. And it opens on the flag of New Zealand, because that's where he's from, uh, with the New Zealand anthem playing. So it's very weird. Like, I watched this movie, and then yeah. I put that one on, and I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, the... What was the date of that one? Oh, that's the a Peter, little Peter. later. 90, I was going to ask you that. 90, 92, maybe? So. Oh, maybe, it may be an homage. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, you know what else? I, the Spielberg stuff that I liked was that he showed like the town, the little the town around, and like you see the kids all playing. You know, very much like again, I, I, now that you said this, I'm comparing it a lot to ET now for some reason. Mm. But um, but it reminded me of like the Halloween scene, you know. But what? I, but like a little darker than ET, of course. And I, what I, did you guys notice? Like, I'm sure you noticed the guy on the bike. On the DUI bike with his big case of beer was hilarious. What a great character! <laughs> what like, was that? Yeah, what was the point of that? I don't, it was I don't funny. Know. One thing was a transition into like the football game, I think. Because I was like, where is he going? In, yeah, I mean, but how he's, I don't know. Yeah. He was, drops the beer, it's like spraying all over. He's going everywhere, so he runs in the house. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I watched, 
Because then, because what I like to do is like watch the movie, make my own notes, and then I'll like try to read articles and watch YouTube videos about it, right? Yeah. So, and I try to be very clear with like things that are my own thoughts about it and things that I've seen in like a YouTube video or whatever. So this is something I saw in a YouTube video where they were saying that in the setup that this movie does before it gets to all the haunting factors, there are, they're almost preparing you for supernatural occurrences and almost drawing a line between like modern technology and these supernatural occurrences because that guy he trips over toy cars that are moving on their own i mean they're remote controlled but essentially they're they're little toys that are moving around by themselves and then the same Uh. thing same thing with uh when craig t nelson and his neighbor are having like a battle with the remote controls with the tv Yes. Um, right. And then later there's like a wind up robot on the ground that's like walking and laughing. So it's like dropping these little, you know, from the very beginning, you're seeing inanimate objects moving and the world being, uh, uh, you know, augmented. Things are being affected and changed by these invisible forces. And at the beginning, it's just like electricity and like radio waves or whatever but then it like transitioned into these transitions into these supernatural forces and i thought I, I don't know i thought that was harnessing pretty... radio waves and tv whatever tv waves tv yeah yeah interesting so i really like the neighbor <laughs> like when they even go to his house later and you meet like his kid yeah. <laughs> they're uh, just like they just all hate each other <laughs> and they're like slapping mosquitoes and the neighbors <laughs> neighbors like mosquito ever suck on you son right <laughs> i don't know dad <laughs> yeah the mosquito thing was weird right they it was yeah. like were those ghost mosquitoes like why you know they only affected their family yeah mm-hmm. mm, yeah um the music i that was one thing that also wasn't that that took away from the scariness was the spielberg-esque music yeah like it was very i don't know it uh it did you know you think of scary music the, the scores of a scary movie that the score itself could freak you, freak you out. Yeah. But this was a little, it was a little too, um, uh, it, it didn't scare me. It was very, you know, Spielberg-esque. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I almost uh, wonder if it's yeah. not like, if it doesn't almost lull you into a false sense of security in the beginning, mm, only to okay. like, and you're like, oh, this, okay, this is like cozy, you know, and then all of a sudden a tree bursts through the window and it's like, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> like I'm a haunted tree. Yeah, that one, that scene definitely screwed me up. I know that was a scene. Yeah. Screwed me yeah. Up. Even like even like as they slowly introduced the paranormal, like the the first viewing of the scrambled television by by Carol Ann, mm-hmm. you know, where not much happens. I don't think. But maybe there's some voices. I think you hear some voices. Maybe. Yeah. Or, first, kinda, or yeah, she's just talking to him. Yeah. And then so the, oh, like Carol Ann wants to. She's obsessed, right? She wants to recreate the. the the experience so she's like in the morning during breakfast like she turns it onto the static and uh, mom turns it back to like war yeah like here watch this instead this is better but it's like people dying in war <laughs> yeah her mom's like could be in a fucking weirdo carol ann like <laughs> stop staring at static you fucking creep yeah. one channel that i know that works in this house right <laughs> and it's war yeah and, but- uh, yeah lo- love the uh the, the scoot across the floor scene that one was yeah yeah Getting yeah when when the dad craig t nelson is like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should probably be a coach somewhere <laughs> have a better life 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to go be a coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he, he was in the, in the show coach, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he was a coach. Yeah, man. Him and uh, Van Dyke, what was his brother's name? Oh, Jerry Van Dyke, right? Yeah. Is that his name? That... Oh, yeah. really? That's okay. I didn't know that. But that's uh, Van Dyke's brother. I also another thing I saw from like one of the a YouTube video that was talking about this is I didn't notice this, but if you look at all of those scenes where you're looking at this idyllic suburban neighborhood and it's playing that like uh, not scary Spielberg music and it's kind of this it's all green and these houses. If you notice, uh, which I did, I did not notice, but all of the trees are leafless. And they all look dead. They all look like the tree that's outside of that boy's window. Um, So so this YouTuber kind of took that to like as a hint that there are these undead, you know, you could essentially look at these trees as these undead sentinels, like watching over the neighborhood, like waiting for their time to strike, you know? So it's almost like foreshadowing what was to come, you know? Yeah. Time to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing when they showed the tree in the beginning. Like, that thing looked like I was like, yeah. that's kind of that's pretty fake. Yeah. Like that obvious. That looks like a mouth. It looks like when you go to like an amusement park or something, and it's supposed to be like a, a normal wall, but you can like see the seams and things. Yeah. I'm like that's gonna open up and swallow a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> You're not fooling me. That's gonna eat a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 like a Robbie size. Uh, that's a oh, what was the other? Oh, the other thing that I was like, what was um after? So after all the shit went down and the house was apparently clean, clean. Uh-huh. um, and they stuck the kid. What did they stick? Both the kids or just the son? They just put the kid in a cab. Yeah, and sent him on. Okay, you'll be go on head to grandma's house. I was like. I don't know. Right. I, I forget. I was like, what? is that really what you would do if you've gone through that traumatic <laughs> experience and then you just put him in a cab with some random right. stranger? Like, all right, so now. Right. He looked like someone's stepdad moving to a hotel off the interstate. <laughs> right. <laughs> puts, puts the dog in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Did he just send the son or the son and the daughter? No, no. The daughter went to a friend's house and it was just the son, the so son the- and the dog. The son and the dog, yeah. The thing is, Robbie, Robbie predicted everything, right? There's a part where he says he go he he knows how to get Caroline out. He's like, I'm gonna tie a rope to myself. Oh, he really? He literally said that. He said, I'm gonna tie a rope to myself and go get her. Huh? And then, early, then, then earlier in the movie, right? He, when they're when, when they're um when the bird dies, you know? Yeah, Tweety, Tweety and, one. And they buried the buried Tweety. He goes, uh can we dig the bird up and see what it looks like like after, later, like when it's all like, Decom- yeah. you know, like he's like tossing out a little foreshadowing here. And oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is weird because they buried the bird right where they had to have known they're going to dig the fucking pool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we'll just dig this up later. Get rid of it. <laughs> but there, the, there was a whole, there was a very weird from the moment Carol Ann disappears, it cuts right to the dad going to those like paranormal investigators at the university and I, it doesn't say how much time has passed but it's obviously like it seems like a few days because this family settled into the new normal they're like oh yeah the yeah. ghosts behave this way yeah you'll just get used to this and and it's like and they didn't tell they haven't gone to the police they haven't gone to any they haven't told anybody it's like how many days has your daughter been missing 
And y'all are just like, I didn't think of that. Like what? Like how are you going to when somebody starts to ask? Because the even Craig T. Nelson's boss at one point mentions that his daughter's been been missing school. Like at some point, somebody's going right. to ask, like, what are you going to tell the authorities? Like, and then she's before when they send Robbie off, she's like talking to her mom. Like, does her mom know Carol Ann is missing? Like, what does their family oh. think? Like, how long have they been keeping this thing quiet? And like. What is their plan for when people start asking questions about where is your fucking youngest daughter? Where did she go? You know, like <laughs> I feel, I feel that they are both the worst and best parents ever. Okay, they're, they're the best parents. I'll tell you why. Okay, they're very loving to their kids, uh -huh. and you know they also get like a little stoned on eighties weed right. before bed, and they're about to sleep. Oh yeah, and then the kid wakes up. And they and they like care for him. He's like giving piggyback rides to his his kid, and like they're they're, they're amazing people. Right. Well, well and even toward 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 the end, the dad even says like I've never spanked them. Like their their parenting right. seems very progressive. Like they, I feel like they were like forty years ahead of their time as far as how to parent. You know. But the thing is, they're still under that like before helicopter parenting happened. Because man, yeah. I mean. When, when Robbie's, like, climbing the tree, he's, like, up in the very tip-top of the tree. It made me so nervous. <laughs> you know? And then Robbie later, Robbie later at breakfast, he's, like, the glass smashes or breaks because of uh, of the poltergeist I'm imagining. Yeah. And, like, he gets up and walks away from the table. And then yeah. his mom is like, no, go back and sit down. I'm like, <laughs> like, shards of glass everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the pot, the pot. Part, what? The, the, how they're just smoking um they're just smoking pot like i'm like that whole room would be like they're basically hot box in their room right now right and robbie doesn't robbie must just be used to the smell that, maybe and that's what i mean they would be emanating from the whole i mean right what yeah. well, well, and i feel like i like i know and i feel like it's more like for the most like i know parents who like smoke weed or whatever and i and i it, yeah. it like does not affect my like it does, it wouldn't even cross my Beautiful. mind that oh you smoke weed maybe you would be a bad parent like that thought wouldn't even occur. No, to me. no, no, but, that's but, not what I'm saying. No, 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 just, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're still saying still gotta hide it from. Them. Right. No, but I feel like especially in 1982, what I'm saying yeah. is that to portray it as normal in 1982 is very right. weird because I feel like most people watching this movie yes. would see that scene and immediately think like oh no that's you know what I mean I I think uh -huh. most people yeah. in 1982 would have an adverse reaction yeah. to seeing that, you know? Yeah, it made me realize that, like, the dad was definitely, like, a straightforward shooter, and then he met this, like, cute hippie chick. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind of got the feeling of that's their relationship. Well, let, let me ask you something. It doesn't say this in the movie, but when he goes to the university and he's giving everybody's age, he says his wife is 32, right? Okay. And then he's giving the age of the children... And the oldest daughter is 16, so which, I, I, I which means that either the mom had this had their first kid when she was 16, or I almost wonder, Brent, like you mentioned, if this isn't like a daughter from his previous marriage, and this is a oh, stepmom, and it's just not said during the movie, but that but that that's the case. I don't know, you know, but I wonder. Yeah, I like it. I saw that online somewhere as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But that, yeah. And then I think my wife was even, she even picked up on the age thing too. She was watching and it's like, she must have had that kid really young or, right. or stepchild. Or, 
wraps. Yeah, did you guys catch the whole like construction work construction worker scene with like the daughter? Yeah. Oh. Is that creepy as hell? Creepy yeah, as fuck. She just like flips him off and then it cuts to the mom and she's like, ha 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 ha. Like she just like laughs it off. Like, that's my girl, but like these people aren't like being arrested. Right, yeah, I would be like, they would be fired. <laughs> Like you, like yeah. you, you get the fuck off my property, you know. Or a beat down. Yeah. 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 Be, 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 uh, burying They're their bodies in the backyard. <laughs> right. Yeah. I missed it. What'd you say? I said we'd be burying their bodies in the backyard. That's right. In a in an equal sized cigar box. Right. Yeah. Right next to the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie comes back and. and looks at them. He's like, can we dig oh, them up? Can we dig <laughs> them up yet? Just wait till the end of the movie, all right? Okay. Yeah, they'll just shoot that's out right, of the ground. That's right, yeah. We get your fair share. <laughs> oh, but he was, oh, but was he there for that? Or did he, was he with the uh, random cab driver at that point? So oh, I don't know. He, you know, he might have, he might have gone on to school yeah. already, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That was a wild, that was some wild scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, but so so talking about how um, so when they, so they just seem to accept a supernatural explanation. Like they never go to the cops. They never uh, have any doubts that there's a supernatural thing going on. But one thing that was kind of weird to me was when Tangina shows up, and uh, you know, to like help them get their daughter back or whatever. The dad, for some reason, is very skeptical, and he doesn't trust her. He doesn't believe her. He's like. Oh, I'm thinking thoughts to see if she can really read my mind. And I was like, I was like, really? Like you've kind of taken everything on faith for what a couple right. weeks now? Like you've just assumed that they're and this is the point at which you're skeptical is when some like short old lady comes in, like now you don't believe in supernatural stuff. I don't know. I was like I was like, what a weird line to draw, you know? And it yeah. was like the one it was like the recommendation of the lead uh scientist lady. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dr. Lesh or whatever. Is. I don't know, man. Should have read oh. the Yelp reviews. <laughs> oh, I want to share. A... Yeah, that's right. You should have. <laughs> Did we read the reviews? Yeah. <laughs> She's upstairs. She's upstairs. She yells down. Don't worry about my reviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm being I'm being review bombed. There's a campaign against me. Goddamn this cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, did you freeze? Uh -oh. It looks like Brent maybe. Uh -oh. It may be the time. Uh -oh. It may be the time in every episode where Brent's laptop freezes, and we have to wait a minute or two for him to rejoin by his cell phone. Interesting. It happens at the time that we're talking shit about. Uh, what's her name? Pangea. What is it? Tangina. 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 What you just said? Tangina. Tangina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever her name is. <laughs> Zelda Rubenstein. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, th so this is a, a reoccurring, uh, reoccurring part of the podcast. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if. Um, yeah, Brent. Brent seems to have trouble with his wireless uh, from time to time. <laughs> Are you? What a horrible. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but anytime that you freeze or somebody else's, somebody else, it's it's never like this. Right. It's just like a normal. It's always like. Well, kind of what Brent looks the, like right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done, and I think, you know, my hypothesis is that most of the time you're making like a dumbass face. Like most of the time, like I assume just most of the time I look real stupid. And then it's only like, you know, on rare occasions that I don't look like a total dumbass. 
<laughs> oh, hey, we have another. Oh, is this is this part of it too? We have another. There he uh, is. Another guest. It's, he's back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's someone. It's your first girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Amy. Amy. <laughs> She's back oh, from the dead. Do you know how much I was in love with you and you broke my heart for Kyle Dunnigan? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kyle Dunnigan, man. I had to think Kyle of a name. But Amy was actually her name. <laughs> okay. yeah. And I, oh, was, I was madly in love with her. <laughs> oh, there, there was a running gag at Comedy Sports. Brent, wasn't it? Was Amy the name? For I feel like there was, the executive director there, everybody knew the name of his first love and it was like a running gag. Where he would like bring it up. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Like strangely remember that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well. Um, go ahead. Well, I, I did think... I miss anything? What's that? No. It was weird because when 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 I froze a minute ago, mm-hmm. like you guys were in perfect sync. And I heard you say like, "Oh, this is the part of the show where Brent freezes." <laughs> and it was like, you know, you know what it felt like? It felt like when people say that they were trapped in their body. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you're, <laughs> no, guys, I'm here. Like it was like a sleep paralysis dream. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Brent, can you see your your image? Can you see the image of your uh, frozen self? Of your former self? <laughs> My yeah. frozen. No, right. It's um, it's just a, it's a black box. Here, wait. Give me a second. Oh, there he oh, goes. Oh, oh, yeah. He's gone now. Yeah, I, I, I exited out of the the window. It took, it's weird. How it took a while. Well, maybe he'll come back. He, he was maybe. Back. Yeah, that'd be crazy, right? <laughs> if there were like back. two Brents that showed up. Oh shit! That and I would get the hell out of this closet real quick. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're both like, no, I'm the real Brent. <laughs> <laughs> And then one of, and then we both at the same time do like the face. Tear your faces off. <laughs> Rip each other's face. And it's just Brent's face again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, makes, it makes the sound effect. And like, it's just me. I'm back to normal. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. <laughs> we, could, we, could be, oh, we could be working on our own little horror film here. That's right. <laughs> our little script. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, one thing people talk about a lot with this movie is the uh, the poltergeist curse. Uh, you know, but oh, I, I assume oh, you guys yeah. read probably or, or are aware of that. But the um, so I guess uh, at, at the very least, it affected the two daughters, right? Because the oldest daughter, she's playing sixteen, but she was actually twenty two when this movie came out. Um, she she died yeah. in nineteen eighty two. An ex boyfriend strangled her. Shortly after this movie came out that same year, dude, I didn't know about her. Yeah. I knew about the younger chick. Yeah. So then, so and then, yeah, the young, too. the younger girl oh was like, "Oh my god, my mind is blown." I know. Yeah. Oh well, and and they're buried in the same cemetery in L.A. The two daughters, Carol Ann. Wait, dude, strangled her. Uh, yeah, her ex boyfriend strangled her. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, this has turned into a true crime. Uh, <laughs> well, and her cast. name her name is Do- Dominique Dunn, and I didn't realize this until I was looking through the Wikipedia. But her brother is Griffin Dunn, who plays uh, Brent. If you remember when we watched American Werewolf in London, the the girl in this movie, her brother is Jack, the guy who dies which in America. What's that? Which one? Which one was Jack? He of the two friends, he's the one that's killed in the very beginning. Guy. Yeah, and th- so this was his sister. Really? Th- yeah, 
But then, but so then Carol Ann, uh, what's her name? Heather O'Rourke, she passed away in 1988. She had all these weird, I guess it started when she got, she drank water from a well somewhere and got these parasites. And, and then, and then she was, she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease. And then at some point in 1988, she developed flu-like systems, or sorry, flu-like symptoms. Damn that Kentucky accent. I know, right? Uh, she had, she started having, she went into cardiac arrest. Uh, they realized she had intestinal stenosis and septic shock, which ended up killing her at like, what, she was like 12, I think, something like that. Damn. Cause she was in part two. I don't know if she was in part three. I, you know, I, th- I'd have to look it up. I yeah, think she, maybe, was. she was, yeah, she was like, they were almost done filming part three. I think when she died. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Part three had the native American like the indigenous, the Native American uh, twist to it. Or bent. That was kind of the storyline from what I remember. Oh, okay. that I'm so glad you said that because I didn't know that in my, in my brain rewatching this movie from from a kid, I thought that the people bear, like they, I thought they built the, all the houses over an Indian burial ground. For that, I thought that, you know, going into too. it, I was thinking that as well. I thought that too. Oh, really? You think that's why? Maybe. Uh, but no, I, I think in this first one, it was just, it was just a cemetery, and it was just full of rich people just popping up with all this gaudy jewelry on. Yeah. man. <laughs> like the opulence of like they put, they put like really nice house, like they put like middle class housing on top of like where I mean, just like the wealthiest of the wealthy, like oh, yeah. disgusting. You know what? You could oh, probably yeah. they didn't know it, but they could they could probably have like dug up their yard and dug up the value of their house in rich people jewelry that they that they just pulled out of their own yard yeah you know? and then the, 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 the dads the dads are all mowing their lawn and then they're like they're stopping and talking to each other it's like see that hole over there that paid for the fucking pool <laughs> just dug a little hole <laughs> what, a, what a weird like, like like economy right just dig a hole to find your money to go pay for things wow. <laughs> that's why and then like a whole neighborhood that's of people lot, doing that kind of like what it's like I'll say it like the whole neighborhood's doing that, but they're all like trying to keep it quiet. Like it's a, it's yeah. a secret, like a conspiracy Why? among this one neighborhood. Why is Gus always digging random holes in his yard? <laughs> what the, what is, and he does it at night. This guy's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> right. Loops little holes. Yeah. Where is that? <laughs> and how can he afford that Benz on a teacher's salary? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Oh, man. <laughs> and then Poltergeist Two was uh was the uh, the old guy. They were like living in like a condo, or I, I haven't seen that. I don't even remember last time I saw. I just remember the old guy. He was the. Did you have y'all seen Part Two? No, I don't remember. If I did, it's um, I don't remember it. If I did see yeah, it. it, it was like they're they they're living in like a like a, and again I could be remembering this completely, but they weren't living in a house. Mm-hmm. Was in like a condo or a big like you know high rise hotel or, or uh, apartment building or something like that. But there was just an old guy, and he was creepy as fuck from what I remember. And he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was the you know. So, but that's all that I. And I think I don't know if he was trying to get to Carolyn or what, but. Uh, yeah. But he wasn't like a poltergeist. He was like a guy. <laughs> No, no, I think he was, I think he was something like a poltergeist type, a poltergeist-esque. Yeah, I don't think he was like a normal human huh. being. Interesting. And again, I could be, um. Maybe yeah, he was like the big head. 
came out of the portal. The giant skull that came out of the closet? Uh, I think that just scared me as a kid, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. There were so many scenes that just ruined me when I was little. <laughs> and, now, and that's what's so funny about watching it again. I'm like, now I'm just like, this is not. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, this is not just. Except, again, for the TV scene. Yeah. The TV scene is the one that, that uh, yeah, something about the spirits and all. Yeah. I well, guess because because I, I I know that a tree is not gonna come in and eat <laughs> my kids or eat me, right? I know that um, uh, you know the pool scene with the 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 the, uh, the caskets pop, like none of that's gonna. But you know. I mean, some spirits coming through, like, the, the TV. TV I, yeah, I, who knows? What do I, what do I know? Yeah. So, a ribeye steak, like, oh, worming across the table. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I want to talk about. So, this so this guy, Marty, one of the guys from the university, is, like, staying at this family's house. He's, like, trying to help them get their daughter back. And he, in the middle of the night, he's like, you know, I'm going to go get some food. So, he goes to their fridge puts a cold chicken he puts a cold chicken wing in his mouth and then pulls out like pulls out a 12 ounce steak out of their <laughs> fridge and throws it on the counter like he's going to like he's going to get you yeah. know butter and garlic and some thyme and like cook himself <laughs> a nut. it's like you're going to cook a medium rare steak at 3 in the goddamn morning like what, what the fuck there are there not there aren't some potato chips or something i don't know <laughs> like even if someone's yeah. like, yeah, what's mine is yours. I still wouldn't go for like a fucking porterhouse steak. Right? Yeah. I That's a, oh, just like when you yeah, just just like when you go to the restaurant, like it's on me. Oh, it's on you. All right, I'll <laughs> I'll take the filet mignon. It's the yeah. same thing, man. Right. And don't they leave him there? Like, don't they like all go and then they're like, we're gonna leave him to stay with you guys. Oh, Mark, I don't. I'm pretty sure they do. They might. They might. Yeah. Well, he. I know he bounced. Well, because he's, he's the like, one that so he's the one that comes downstairs. He comes downstairs and he's got like a Jaws size bite on his his whole yeah. torso. It oh, looks yeah, like yeah. that giant head just that. bit him. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it just nibbled him too. Like it was barely drawing drop blood. Yeah, he was just like. Ah. <laughs> just like well, nibble. see, much like a shark, like it thought he was a seal and it tasted him and was like, no, <laughs> not interested. It's not. Right. I want, I, want, I want little girl blood. I want, I want little, little child. <laughs> I, a I child. Mean, I want the child. He just like run like a little girl. He's like, I want, I want the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> you just run like. You just, you just run downstairs like a little girl. <laughs> oh, man. Well, one, one thing somebody pointed out about those stairs, how they're like a really weird construction because they like curve down into the middle of the room. Right. Like they're not. You know, most how like the way that house is constructed and most houses, most houses are constructed. You would have more of an angular construction where the, 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 the stairs would like run down the side of the wall or something. They wouldn't wind through the middle of a fucking room. Um, yeah. You know what they, they were like, you know what? The rest of the house, normal middle-class family, the staircase, fucking Titanic. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but, (laughs) but so especially the scene where the ghosts are coming down the stairs, Somebody um, mentioned that it almost feels like an interdimensional portal or something a little like a little less in the realm of straight angular human geography and a little more like, you know, spiritual, windy, uh, like has more of an ethereal kind of vibe to it, you know? 
Totally. Like as though it was just like a, like there's in in the universe of poltergeist, there's just these like pathways or, or trails. Yeah. Being run in every direction at any elevation all the time by these entities, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think yeah for that's I think that's one way to put it. Yeah. Because I, I only say that because okay, there's that, and then there's clear there's clear spatial awareness of the house in the in the spiritual realm as well because like caroline or caroline like runs from the upstairs down the stairs and this is her being in the void or whatever Mm -hmm. passes through her mom yeah yeah oh and her mom says the the topography of the house well and her mom's like she went through my soul which i thought was a pretty cool fucking line you know yeah she they can like smell her yeah 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 She's like, yeah, smell my scarf, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Not going to do it. Stranger asks you to smell something? I was like, no, I'm going to smell your scarf. It's gross. Spin her on your sweaty neck. I don't want to smell your daughter who's, like, covered in goo. <laughs> you know? Well, you know. There... All right, suit yourself. Yeah, fine. Don't sniff it. Uh... <laughs> but there was, man, there was one shot in this movie toward the end, which and I think move or like movies and TV shows do this a lot, and it's always impressive. Like they have that one shot where the camera doesn't cut. You know, there's that that famous scene in Old Boy where there's like one camera shot where he's like fighting through the hallway, and then there was I think yeah. it was season one of Daredevil where they had that one continuous tracking sh- shot that was amazing, kind of reminiscent of Old Boy. Um, they did it in season one of True Detective. Where, I don't know if you guys have seen this, I fucking love True Detective, but Matthew McConaughey is, like, fighting his way through this neighborhood, and it's a single camera shot the whole time. Um, but so anyway, you know, so those single camera shots can be used to great effect. Uh, even, actually, did you guys see the most epi- recent episode of Hawkeye on Disney no. Plus? You guys uh, watch that? No. No, there, there's a really cool chase scene, if you guys do watch it, where it's, like, kind of a single camera shot moving around on the inside of this car. Um, but anyway, all of that is to say, there's an interesting yeah. single shot in this movie where they all go upstairs right before they uh, go in to pull the daughter out at the end, where they're all upstairs, and it starts out with uh, Zelda Rubenstein, right, Tangina. She's kind of in the front. And, and everybody's, like, looking at the same point in the ceiling, as though, like, they're focusing their attention on one point in the ceiling. But how it works out is the camera is here, and they all end up coming. It, it's almost like stage choreography, because they all come up to the camera to deliver their lines. And, like, so the mom comes up, and she's like, Carol Ann, can you come out? Can you come out? And she's like, you know, Zelda Tangina is like, which one of you is the child more scared of? Who's the... And she's like, well, he's the one that does the discipline. And t- Craig T. Nelson's like, well, that's not fair. And she's like, fight about it later. You need to tell her to get her ass up. You know, tell yeah. her you're going to spank her. And he's like, I've never spanked my kids. Um, but so then, like, as the mom and the dad are in the foreground, right in front of the camera, Zelda Rubenstein, uh, Tangina, she, like, moves back to the door, the bedroom door. Um and then the and then it's the mom's she the mom has a spotlight again and she's like go into the light Carol Ann go into the light and she's like I hate you for this I hate you for making me say this and then and then it goes uh, the camera like zooms into Tangina and then the last shot is on the doorknob of the bedroom before they go in but that's all done in one shot that's all from one point of view uh, which I don't know it's it's a pretty fucking cool scene I thought 
Yeah, now, now that you mention it, uh, yeah, those those single angle, the single camera shots are always incredible. Yeah, it's got to be hard to uh, put together. Yeah, start to start to finish. There's a lot of moving parts, obviously. Um, I think one of them that popped in my head was Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Yeah, when he gets oh. locked out, all through going through the streets of Times Square, and that that was yeah. That's a great example. Them. Yeah, I want to watch that movie again. Yeah. That was a great movie. That was one I had to I had to see it twice. Yeah, I was like I had to see this again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and didn't didn't um, that, that director won Best Picture like two years in a row or something? Oh yeah. I'd have to look, but that guy because he, yeah. he did a few movies right in a row there where they were like all Oscar bait every year. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that was the only single. What do you call it? What is it? Single frame, single camera, single, you... single shot. Yeah, I guess yeah. there may be. That a... was the only one. That was the one that Possibly I noticed that. that was that was like that prolonged and yeah, just it was, it was all like looking through a single window and, and all the choreography, you know, because it's hard to keep it. The The trick with movies and TV is you can cut, you can move, you're looking here, then you're looking there. So yeah. it's hard. It's hard to keep people's interest, I think, when you're just looking through one window and it doesn't change or cut at all. So it's always interesting to me when they're able to do that and keep it fresh with like the choreography and just how they, uh, you know, it's how to be very natural. Yeah. It's almost like improv. You can make it look like improv, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was very much like a stage, uh, stage choreography. It seemed like to me. So, um, but another thing I thought was interesting about this was this movie, this movie was nominated for, uh, best special effects and best score but it lost to E.T. So so, <laughs> so Spielberg's other movie uh, won the Academy Awards instead of this movie. Spielberg, Spielberg's at the, at the award show like, damn it! Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait no, no, yeah. that's good, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Steven Spielberg can't lose. <laughs> yeah, he just stacks, he puts his fingers in all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I read that he that this movie came from I guess he was developing a sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, oh, which it, they didn't end up doing that movie, but they took elements of that movie and and it bled into this movie, uh, Gremlins, Critters, a script they wrote for a sequel to E.T. So I guess like Spielberg had this script and it just ended up like breaking like things he liked from it out into other movies, you know. What would the script uh, to e the sequel to ET have been like? Yeah. Did they? Did you ever read about that? E. I didn't read. I didn't read much about it. No. Oh. No. But I do know that uh, Close Encounters. Elliot, of... Elliot gets gets stranded on his planet. Is that the thing? I, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. No, so you're probably right. <laughs> but I, I, it, I don't know how much it uh, went into the ET sequel, but uh, the sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind were about like alien scientists coming down and trying to like experiment or examine things. Right. But then they ended up like being a menace in this suburban neighborhood and basically terrorizing people. And Toby Hooper, the director, I guess was less interested in sci-fi and wanted to go more of a supernatural direction. So instead of it being aliens in this movie, it's like it ended up translating to ghosts and the supernatural. Um, but so it was like it started out as more kind of like an alien movie, and then Toby Hooper, um, his influence kind of yeah. went in a more supernatural direction. 
but and so and I don't know if we mentioned this. Toby Hooper obviously directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Um, he also directed a couple Stephen King. He directed the Salem's Lot miniseries, and uh, and an interesting Stephen King property, The Mangler, which is about a uh, dry cleaning machine that ends up that goes on a murdering spree. I don't. I've never seen it, but it's a thing he wrote. Interesting. That's a. <laughs> Leave that up to Stephen King for yeah. sure. Well, you know, I think he worked at a, as a dry cleaner. Maybe he and his mom, because they were poor. His dad left when he was... He never really knew his dad, and he he and his mom and his siblings, like, struggled. So I think they actually worked at a laundromat for a while, and, and that was probably the inspiration for, like, a killer washing machine. <laughs> but, Man. Let's see. Well, was there before we kind of get into the end of this and wrap up and move into headcanons, Was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about uh, this movie? Yeah. Anything? We're what missing? did it, what did the insurance cover from like a house just like disappearing <laughs> in the thin air? <laughs> right. I was trying. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, you know, and I almost I, I could see like J.K. Simmons, the guy from those commercials, from like We Are Farmers. He comes up. He's like, dun, dun, you know, dun, 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 we know a thing or two because we've. Yeah, Holy right. fuck! What the fuck? Like no. No, I no. What the fuck? This house is, is go, gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't cover this. We don't cover this. Oh, <laughs> it's like a, they had the one commercial where it's like things we don't cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, like, no. A, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I just want to say that the movie ends like it begins, right? It begins with a um. With a nice star-spangled banner, you know the most American thing possible, and it ends with the most Amer- American thing possible: the Holiday Inn. <laughs> right, and the dad wheeling the TV out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an interesting looking TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's something somebody else pointed out, which is that this is almost you know because horror movies can go one of two ways. And in modern horror movies, you tend to have more the tragic ending, where it's very almost nihilistic. Um, but you know, in the past, and especially with Steven Spielberg movies, you have this like almost happy ending, return to normalcy. Um, and it's and especially in this movie, there aren't even any deaths. There are no casualties in this movie. Um, That's a good point. So as scary, yeah. as scary as it is, it's like almost a feel good movie. You know? That's, yeah. 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 And the yeah. score, I think, really uh, helped with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, everybody that dies was was already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like the skeleton that gets ejected at their car. <laughs> they actually kind of get brought back to life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The caskets are oh, fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this Get this your movie hand actually. Off my pearls, asshole. <laughs> this yeah. movie ends with like a net gain <laughs> in people. <laughs> yeah. It has like negative deaths over that's the. Right. <laughs> that's right, and that, that's great. That's what you want. Any feel good like romantic comedy ends like with the couple has had a baby. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Like, they've like added people to the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the skeletons yeah. are like almost like they're little babies. Yeah. <laughs> little baby skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking dark that's fucking <laughs> oh. shit yeah alright well do you guys uh, do you want to jump into some headcanons do you guys have something or do you want me to go first it doesn't matter to me 
I got a couple things. I, you go. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll go. I'll go first, yep. and then you can go. Um, okay. okay. My mine was just very simple. I I thought that. You know, uh, Tangina is very familiar with this. She's not. She's no stranger to this. She's done this before. Um, so I feel like, you know, she has a good working relationship with these ghosts, and she knows what they're doing. She knows when they need to go to the light. Like this is not her first encounter. So I feel like, you know, she finishes her job and is like, "This house is clear." Um, and then she goes, and she kind of like an after you go after work and get a drink. She. And the beast, you know, the monster who is like that skeleton monster in front of the door that's like, Aah! I feel like they go out, get a beer, uh, get a little loose, start talking about work things, you know, haunting. Yeah. And, and so one thing leads to another. They end up back at her place. And and really, I just see this as a, as a, as a beginning of a beautiful relationship between Tangina and this horrible beast monster from uh the afterlife and and this is a this is the beginning yep. of a very long happy relationship for both of them they're like the odd couple yeah oh my. yeah yeah she's 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 very messy he likes to keep things very neat and tidy right yeah there's there's like a little like montage at the beginning of their sitcom where like she's like sweet she's mopping up like paranormal like goo <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. And she's like shaking her head like, oh him again. <laughs> oh, that beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> so that's my head cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we've been talking, I, I wrote down three. Oh, nice. I'm too short in the longer one, um, my first one, this is my throwaway, is that the, the parents at that one scene where they're smoking pot, they just, they put the kid to bed and they just do harder drugs. And it all just, it all just becomes a big hallucination. The other thing I wrote while we were talking was that Tangina's character is just replaced by E.T. to further product placement for Steven Spielberg. It just, because well, they're about the same height and then just E.T. shuffles in instead. Right. And he's he's like Carolyn, Carolyn. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. I got one. I don't know okay. if this is gonna. Uh, okay, um, so the skeletons, all right, the dead people, they end up basically replacing everybody in the neighborhood somehow, and they're happy about it. Uh-huh. So all the houses in the neighborhood, I, I don't yeah. know how you would figure that one out, but basically they get they. I don't know. They, well, uh, I, I like all the. They, I, I I think all the humans would probably be scared off. They would probably flee, right? Or maybe they would just be in the uh, caskets. Right. <laughs> they would be replaced. Right. And then, but I'm just picturing skeletons, like at the you know at the dinner table or or, or watching the game, drinking beer. I like that. A skeleton goes. neighborhood. Yeah. 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 That would yeah. that would all be right. a creepy sequel. Like somebody just pulls up to this like idyllic suburban neighborhood and they're like oh isn't this a nice place to live and then they just see like a skeleton mowing their lawn like <laughs> <laughs> their lawn <laughs> oh man you got you got another one okay david i'll give you an example of a serious one. Oh, okay for the sake of just for the sake of the podcast so like at the end the portal opens up and it's this weird portal it's got this weird color, this weird coloring to show the inside of the portal. It's like fleshy tones, right? Mm-hmm. Like brownish, beige stuff. And Tangina, like, she sees this and she turns to everyone else and she goes, that looks like my colonoscopy. 
Is that that's your example of a serious one? <laughs> but so then, but so then they get they get sucked through, and Craig T. Nelson falls in. But then he comes out of her asshole, and he's like, it's like a rebirth for him. <laughs> And he, in both hands, he's gripping polyps, and he somehow <laughs> saved Tangina. And he's like, he's like, he's like, this colon is clean. week we have a very special show with our guest friend and animator adam dix who's going to be joining us to celebrate the release of the show he's been working on for netflix next week the cuphead show and we'll be discussing 2011's attack the block and as always you can follow us on social media on facebook at danger explosion presents headcanon pod on instagram at headcanon pod on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. Nice. Well, Brent, Brent, do you have anything else you wanna you wanna discuss before we hop off here? Um. Oh, I I um I shook someone's hand a couple days ago for the first time in two years. Okay. You have this person's hand or a hand in general. Yeah. A uh, person's hand. Wait, is Corey still there? Oh, okay. <laughs> so we have, <laughs> this is the part of the show, David, where Corey freezes. And then he gets on. <laughs> we get to, um, no, get to I, see his MS face. <laughs> I shook, like, like, we had this, like, contractor come in. I was wondering how long you were going to keep with a bid on. <laughs> we need a new roof at our house. And so this this big hulking dude came over to, like, to, to check things out. And like I pulled up like as he was leaving, and so I was like, "Hey, thanks for stopping by and everything." And he like put his hand out for me to shake, and this is like the first hand I'm gonna shake in two years. And so wow. I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I guess like I didn't know what to do, so like I feel like I thrusted my hand too far into his giant bear claw hands, and like I bent my thumb back like so far that it like hurt. it still kind of sore. <laughs> you, like, forgot. Just, like, you forgot. You like, forgot how to shake. I forgot how to shake someone's hand, oh, and it was like the worst possible hand to shake because it was like it was like three times as big as mine, and he had a huge grip, so it was like 
I, I bent my thumb back and then he gripped it back further a little bit. It was like crazy. Like <laughs> I what... maintained a smile and was like, okay. <laughs> well, see, I, especially since I work from home, like I see people yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I see people so rarely, like the couple times, like I've had occasion to shake people's hand. Like I don't even think about it. That's just what I automatically go to. Like I took my son to the dentist earlier this week and I went to shake the dentist's hand and he like held up a fist to do a fist bump. So then we did that weird like, oh, are we shaking? Are we bumping? Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. And you end up just okay. Yeah, you just yeah. grabbing their the fist. Just... <laughs> He's shake it. Yeah. Uh, Turn it like a doorknob. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I wish I had something to plug, man. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Well, thank you for joining us, David. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, this hey. was a great movie to revisit. I hadn't watched it in years since I was much younger. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thank you again uh, for a great episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been yep. Head Cannon. Yeah! Oh,